From the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, this is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. It's midweek, it's Wednesday, and I'm delighted that you've joined us today. We're going to open the Bible here in just a moment and spend some time looking at some of the good things that God's given us in His Word. The series that we're looking at right now, we're talking about exploring and explaining issues that are just ground zero issues. And today I'm going to talk about the filling of the Spirit. And I think it'll be a help to all of us. Let me just remind you that this is the midweek. I hope you'll go to church tonight. Good churches across the land do have a midweek service. And I think you'll find that very helpful for you and your family. So don't miss it. And then let me remind you as well that November 11 and 12 is the Sword of the Lord Men's Conference right here at Sword Headquarters in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And uh, men, I trust you're going to check it out on our website at swordofthelord.com. And I think you'll find it something that you'll want to do. So November 11 and 12, don't miss it. So now let's get right into our study today, talking about the matter of the Spirit's filling. Honestly, there's a lot of misinformation given out all of the time in the media and in churches, etc., about the ministry of the Holy Spirit and the person of the Holy Spirit. And frankly, we just need to pay attention to what the Bible has to say. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, the Bible tells us that we are to be filled with the Spirit. To not be drunk with wine, we're in his excess, but to be filled with the Spirit. Now, we've been building these studies off of two passages, one in uh, 2 Timothy, one in 1 Peter. The passage in 2 Timothy tells us to study, to show ourselves approved unto God. The one in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15 tells us to be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh us a reason of the hope that lies within us. So we have every reason to pay attention to these subjects, dig into them, be sure we've got biblical information. Now, number one, let me point out the fact that the Spirit of God is an active agent in our conversion. The Bible says, 1 Peter 3:18, Christ also once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. So whenever we come to Christ, the Holy Spirit is working in getting us there, convincing us, convicting us, and he plays a major role in that. Not only that, but we have a Bible because of the Holy Spirit. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 21 says, The prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So you and I have a Bible. We have the Word of God because the Holy Spirit of God, again, is the agent through which the Word was transmitted. So you and I have every reason to pay attention here and to look at what the Scripture tells us. In John 15, Jesus promised the disciples that once he was gone back to heaven, that the Holy Spirit would be here to work among us. I quote the verse here in John's Gospel, chapter 15, verse 26, But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. And let me just point out to you here, the Holy Spirit never goes around bragging about himself. 
He never goes around blowing his own horn, in effect, but instead his assignment is to give testimony to the Lord Jesus. And whenever you and I are filled with the Spirit of God, guess what we do? We, too, talk about Jesus. The Scripture tells us, Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, that once we are filled with the Spirit of God, we'll have the power of God that will enable us to be witnesses everywhere we go, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost part of the earth. So this is a very, very important matter in the filling of the Spirit. When you and I have the anointing, the touch, the empowering of the Spirit of God, we have His presence in fullness with us, we are able to speak, we're able to testify, we're able to give witness to Jesus because we have the anointing of the Spirit of God. And Jesus said that is the point and purpose of the Holy Spirit. He will testify about the Savior. In fact, in John's Gospel, chapter 14 and verse 16, Jesus said, I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Now, once again, remember uh, last week we had a session here where we talked about eternal security. Well, guess what? Here it is again right here in this passage. When you come to Christ, the Spirit of God is given to you. He is placed within you. And Jesus said he will abide with you forever. That's the promise of the Father. That's the work of the Father. That's the promise of Jesus. So we have the promise of the eternal presence of the Holy Spirit within us. Another passage that gives some weight to this is John 16, 7, where Jesus said, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. So we have the assurance of the Lord Jesus that we will have the Holy Spirit, and he is there for us every step of the way. And when this passage in Ephesians 5 tells us to be filled, I mean, it's an imperative. It lays it in front of us and tells us, make room, in effect, for the Holy Spirit. Give him full sway. Let him have charge. Let him run things. Let him give direction to you. Now, Romans chapter 8 and verse 16 tells us that the Spirit, talking about the Holy Spirit, bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. You know, if you are always wondering whether or not you're saved, if you are struggling with doubt, if you are in a position where you don't know whether you're in or out, you don't know whether you're heaven-bound or hell-bound, if you're in that position, you're, you're not going to do much. You're not going to get much done. You're not going to be fruitful as a Christian, probably not faithful either. But at the same time, the Bible says that when the Holy Spirit is in you, you will have a witness from Him that you are, in fact, the child of God. And remember, the possession that we have in Christ is a present tense possession. The Bible makes that clear in a number of places. Now, in 1 John chapter 4, verse 13, the Scripture says, Hereby know we that we dwell in Him, and He in us, because He hath given us of His Spirit. So we have the Holy Spirit, and that does good things for us. Looking back again at John 14, 26, Jesus said, The Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. So the Holy Spirit is our teacher. He is going to instruct us. 
He's going to give us information. He is going to tutor us in our Christian faith, in our Christian life, in Christian service. He is going to constantly provide things for us that will coach us so that we can develop into the faithful Christian, the fruitful Christian, the fervent Christian that we really, really ought to be. So this passage says the Holy Spirit of God will teach us, and he's going to teach us all things that we need to know, everything that Jesus taught. He's going to give us all of that information. You know, sometimes I see people who seemingly do not want to get the whole picture. It's like they get one little piece, one little snippet of things, and that's all they're interested in getting. But I'm telling you, everything in the Bible from Genesis chapter 1 to Revelation chapter 22, every single bit of it, we simply need to stay focused on. We need to learn it. We need to get hold of it and make it real in our lives. And the Holy Spirit of God, when we allow the Spirit of God to fill us, that filling of the Spirit... Thus, he becomes teacher for us, and the result of that is good things happen with us. In fact, 1 Corinthians 2.13 tells us, Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. See, the Holy Spirit of God is not going to focus on uh, teaching us how to do carnality. He's going to focus on teaching us how to do spiritual things, and the result of that is the carnal things will be exposed. The carnal things, then, we can set aside because we've learned what to do, and in the process of learning what to do, we will also be learning what not to do. And that is a big issue here in us getting to the point where we'll make the commitment to the Christian life that I talked about yesterday, where we'll develop the character of the Christian life like we talked about the day before. All of this is just simply working together. We need the salvation the Lord gives, but we also need the Holy Spirit to work with us, to tutor us, to coach us along the way. And what he does, he works in full conjunction with the word that has already been given in the Bible. Because he gave the word, we know that the Spirit of God and the word of God are always going to be in harmony together. I remember a conversation I had several years ago with a gentleman who was, I'll just say, was kind of hung up on the Spirit of God and did not have all the information he needed. And when I started quoting the Bible to him, he said, don't quote the Bible. I don't want to hear that. Now, something is way wrong here whenever we are claiming friendship with the Spirit of God, but yet we don't want to hear the Word of God. There's just something mightily adrift about that, and the man just simply did not have his act together. And uh, frankly, I said to him, as I looked at him, I was kind to him, but I said to him, I said, you know, until we get back on track here, this, this conversation is over. We're not going to be able to do this conversation any longer, because if you don't want to hear the Word of God, there's no reason for us to talk about the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God and the Word of God always work in conjunction with each other. Now, in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, the Spirit of God also warns us, provides us with warnings along the way. That verse says, "...the Spirit speaketh expressly, that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils." So there are spirits afloat that are not real godly spirits. 
There are spirits that are spirits of devils, and they simply do not deserve to have a place in our walk. They certainly do not deserve our attention. We need to set all of that aside, push it to one side, and allow the Spirit of God to have full control, full dominance, full leadership, full place in our life every step of the way. And listen, I know, again, a lot of naive Christians do not like to hear warnings. They don't want to hear anything that's negative, and so whenever they read a passage like this, they just kind of dismiss it. They're not filled with the Spirit when they do that. They simply are not. The fact is, the Spirit of God does teach us, teaches us a lot of positive things, but He also gives us the warnings, as negative as they may be, because whenever we are facing this world, we're living in this world, and there are many, many dangers, many snares, many predators out there that will do us damage, and we need to be aware of that, and the Spirit of God does give all of those warnings for us. So when the Bible says in Ephesians 5.18, be filled with the Spirit, it is important that you and I allow the Spirit of God to fill us, and there are many fillings. You can be filled and filled and filled again, and we ought to continue to allow that to happen day by day by day so that we'll have the full power of the Spirit of God working in us. Well, it's my joy every day to have this privilege right here at this microphone, and I pray that it'll be a blessing to you as we do. So be sure and join me again tomorrow. In the meantime, I would love to hear from you, so write me a note to Dr. Shelton Smith at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. Until tomorrow, God bless you. Have a good rest of the day, and goodbye for now. Thank you.